It's the Dogcast, episode number 456. Hey, we got a new guy in the bunker, and it's spring ball. Hope springs eternal. Me and Jamie are 60 feet underneath the turf in Sanford Stadium, and we've got all the news out of Athens and spring practice. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 456. Holy crap, Jamie. It's 456, man. Can you believe it? That's incredible. It is incredible, isn't it? Guys, I'm here in the bunker with our new, uh, I don't know what to say. He's a, he's a, he's a longtime listener, first-time co-host, good friend of mine, and we're not sure if he's going to be the permanent full-time host, but... He wants to be. He's trying hard, and he's awesome. We've been friends. We've tailgated together, and uh, he's trying to fill the old dog chair, and uh, he wants some feedback from you guys. want to know what you guys think, and we thought about doing a pregame, a spring game kind of show, talking about spring practice. Jamie, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. I mean, I'm really blown away. Yeah, I know. It's an honor, right? I know. I mean, calm down. I know you I know you just I'm not going to sign autographs until the show's over though. I'm just telling you. Oh, you're not? <laughs> right. I'm really not. No autographs till the show's over. Dude, it's good to have you on the show. It's good to have you in the bunker here, 60 feet underneath the surface of Sanford Stadium. And uh, you know, spring ball, man. We're kind of getting over this football hangover that I think the entire dog nation was suffering from, you know, I mean, I tell you for about six weeks, I didn't even want to talk about football, man. We went from, we were so high and then we had the lights turned out and then nobody even wanted to talk about football in the winter time. But now hope springs eternal, man. Are you excited about these dogs in the spring? Absolutely. I mean, I needed spring ball to get over the hangover that you speak of. I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I couldn't go forward, but spring balls, spring ball has helped me do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. They've been out there hitting pads this week. Um, we had a great recruiting season. We got a bunch of early enrollees in. Uh, I heard there's some, I don't know, some QB kid. Uh, his name's Justin something, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, You heard about that maybe? guy? Uh, rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we had the, the number one recruiting class in the country. And, um, hey, did you see today where ESPN says we're going to have, we're rated to have the number one offense for the next three years? I saw that, and they're probably right. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what, what do you think? I mean, how, what do you think is going to happen with that? What makes you think we're going to have the number one offense in the next three years after just losing the most dynamic tandem duo of running backs we ever had? Well, Swift was phenomenal last year and he's only going to get better zamir white who's coming in as a freshman this year he's almost rehabbed an acl in like three months yeah zeus <laughs> they call him zeus do you think he'll play this year i mean do you Absolutely. think he's going to be a meaningful contributor 
At some point, I absolutely think he does. I mean, he's made that his mission to get on the field this year. It's crazy how good he's doing too, right? They're saying, you know, his speed and practice, and like you said, the the how long it's taken. Holy shit, things in the land of Ron Ron Corson. I mean, after Nick Chubb and and uh, Todd Gurley, it looks like Ron Corson. I don't know how much of Samir White's been working with Corson. I mean, I know he's on on campus now, but I mean, hell, he's only been rehabbing for what four months or something. If that long, it, it may not be that long. Uh, the kid is a specimen. Yeah, there's he's going to be ready. I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't know how I wouldn't be ready for a year and a half, but he, he's going to be ready. He's going to play meaningful, meaningful snaps this year. Speaking of specimens, dude, how about that picture circulating on the Internet of uh, Elijah Holyfield where he's carrying the football like a tiny little, I don't know, like it's a baby hamster or something, and he looks like Godzilla, man. My word. We need to put that picture on the on the. We need to put that picture on the website. If you haven't seen that picture, you need to go to the website at dogcast.com and check it out. What did yeah. you think when you saw that, man? As a double tape moment, like is this is this real? And then it's everywhere, and it's on websites. <laughs> this I have people ask me if it's Photoshop, right? Like, is that a real thing? Or did that, I mean, it's an amazing photo, right? It's. It's incredible. The size of his arms. I mean, he wakes up and and eats barbells for breakfast. I'm telling you. Period. And then, then you look down at his quads. I mean, he looks like a real life action hero, like a like a, one of those little plastic action hero firemen or something with the giant Popeye arms. Dude, he's that guy <laughs> who just came to real life, you know. And he's not even our starter, Jamie. No, he's not the starter. I think he'll be the the second guy. He'll be in behind yeah. Swift, I, I think. But the way we had him at fullback just makes me think he's going to get those up the gut between the tackles, short yardage carries. That's what I think he's going to get initially. And, I mean, just looking at him, he's ready. Dude, can he? Do you think he might be the fastest, lightest, most dynamic fullback in the country? Wow, <laughs> that would be how awesome would it be to have a guy like you know? If we have Ridley on one side, we have Godwin on the other side, we have Hardman in the slot, we have Swift at tailback, and Holyfield in this forward fullback kind of hybrid. I don't know. Tan, you know, we talked about the dual, the tandem last year with uh, Michelle and Chubb in the backfield at the same time, you know, kind of side by side. What if we had this eye bag formation or this side by side thing where, you know, man, there's so many different formations that Chaney can think of for those guys. It really lends to make you think maybe we will have the best damn offense in the United States over the next I, three years. <laughs> I was about to say, and what you said right there is why ESPN said, we're going to have the best offense. <laughs> yeah, and that picture. And the picture of Holyfield. I well, think they that saw, helped They a lot. probably saw the picture. Yeah, they, <laughs> they probably saw the picture and said, okay, George is first. Holy shit, look at that guy. <laughs> I mean, I have friends who are Clemson fans, right? And they're like, wow, we don't want to try to tackle that guy, right? We, we don't want any part of that guy. Um, what about his dad's a boxer? Could you imagine meeting him in a dark alley? His dad's a boxer, world champion with only half an ear, right? I mean, hell, he did meet Tyson and uh, came out missing a little bit of ear, but uh, his dad is a beast. I mean, those guys are physically gifted. There's no doubt about it, you know? 
the genetics are top shelf, no doubt about it. <laughs> top shelf. Hey, you know, ticket orders, man. Ticket orders got to be in by this Friday. Before we start talking about spring ball, we got to get a little housekeeping out of the way. If you guys haven't got your ticket orders in, March 31st, coming up real soon. So get your ticket orders in because fall ball is right around the corner. Hell, G-Day right around the corner. April 21st, Jamie, I know you're going to the G-Day game. Are you Are you excited about seeing the new West End Zone? I'm excited about it. I'm not real excited about all the news I've heard about G-Day, but I'm absolutely excited to see football in Athens. Do you, do you think the whole, you know, I know you're a big fan of Greg McGarrity, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, he's, he's designated seating and all the crap that he's thinking about for, for the G-Day game. Do you think that's going to work or do you think that's going to flop? It's already flopped. It's, flopped. <laughs> it's, it's flopped. It's a and damn disaster. It's, it's a disaster to the point where I emailed Josh Brooks, who's the ex executive associate AD. Yeah. And I was honest with him. I was not pleased with it. And do tell. Josh Brooks told me to go in and have a seat where you want to sit. Right. Don't not come to G Day. Yeah. Go sit where you want to sit. Which is so, what everyone is going to do anyway, right? The whole idea, what is? what are you thinking, McGarity? It's, you know, it's a, I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. It is the, it is the problem of G-Day, though. Seating is always a problem. Well, especially in this Kirby Smart era, seating is a problem because people aren't really, you know, they're not really respectful of boundaries and stuff the same way they are in a real game, you know? People spread out, and they, they don't sit efficiently, and it's it's hard when this thing, when we got 93,000 in there, it, it's it's it feels over full, you know, because it's never, I never thought it was very efficient. But yeah. Well, it's hard for people like us who have been going to G-Day for a long time and was going when there's 2,000 people there and you can sit <laughs> right, wherever exactly. you want. Or they only have one side of the stadium open. Yeah, you I remember when it, yeah, it used to only be one half of the stadium was open. It wasn't even a half. It was really like 20-yard line to 20-yard line on the visitor side, right? I mean, that was it. That um, was it. Yeah. And it wasn't half full. <laughs> no, it wasn't half full. You're exactly right. I mean, it just goes to show, we were talking about this the other day, too. I was talking to some friends over at uh, at the Blind Pig, having a little barbecue at the Blind Pig, and we were just talking about the difference in focus. I mean, we've talked about this all last year, you know what I mean? But, I mean, you just think about all the differences now than what we used to have with the previous regime, you know? And I, I'm not going to get into this thing about Mark Rigg, but, I mean, look at the, just the way that, Kirby Smart cares about G-Day. And he cares about everything. Every damn thing's important. Everything's life or death at all times. It's serious business, right? It's business. It's all business for Kirby. And and maybe the difference is he played ball there. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But he care he wants us to be the best at every single thing we do. If we <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean if if Kirby had a podcast He'd want the best one. I mean, he just doesn't stop until he reaches that height. Well, I mean, he's trying to get on this show all the time. And I'm, you know, because of course we are the number one Georgia football podcast. And I'm always like, Kirby, come on, man. We're by fans for fans. Nobody wants to hear what coaches have got to say, man. Come on. We're by fans for fans all the time. 
So, I mean, I'm constantly turning him down. He emails me, God almighty. I pretty much just have the email going straight to spam at this point. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm done with you, Kirby. I can't have you on the show. It would break the paradigm. <laughs> I literally was in disguise going into the bunker because I thought he was going to try to swap places. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he's dying to get on the dog cast. I'm like, no, dude. No, but anyway, get your ticket orders in by Friday. G-Day game's coming up on April 21st. Hey, did you see uh, the AJC thinks, uh, the AJC asked a question today on their fan page. Do you think UGA will be expected to outscore their opponents this season? Did you see that headline? <laughs> I'm I, sorry, I missed that. I'm glad <laughs> I missed that. Wow. I, I, know what they, I know what they meant, right? Well, I think what they mean is we can't lean on the defense and all that kind of stuff, right? But the actual wording was, will UGA be expected to outscore other offenses in 2018? And I'm pretty damn sure that we're always expected to outscore other teams, right? Even when we're leaning on the defense, we still have to outscore yeah. other teams. It's a must. What a dumbass <laughs> headline. That's something like Mark Bradley probably thought of that and put that shit on the AJC today. It was the stupidest headline I've seen this year. That's incredible. All right, let's talk about position battles, your favorite thing. Let's talk about players and player development and what you've seen out of spring practice so far. And let's start with the thing that everybody wants to talk about. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Per G-Day QBR. Let's talk about QBR. Let's do it. So, Fields is on campus. He's in practice. He's getting snaps right alongside Fromm. Plus, hey, you got Stetson Bennett in the mix. Stetson Bennett, he's the dark horse. Maybe, maybe. What do you think that about this quarterback battle? Stetson Bennett will lead the scout team. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fact. Right. <laughs> There's no quarterback battle. I, I just don't see it. I think Justin Fields is phenomenal. He's sharp. He's ready. If he had to start day one, I think we'd be okay. But there's no battle. Fromm's the guy until he's not. Really? So you believe that Kirby Smart has a favorite. He believes in Fromm. He's going to ride with Fromm. You don't believe in this every snap, every day, always grinding, everybody's job's on the line at every every play. You think that's kind of uh, pandering when it comes to the quarterback position? I, it's coach talk to some degree. I mean, and there's some truth to it. I mean, it is on the line, but is it even? Sure. I mean, how, the bar would be so high. He, I, I just, I couldn't think of a scenario where Justin plays well enough in the in spring ball and fall ball that he overtakes a quarterback that took us to the natty. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, can you Herb Street's damn mind would explode, right? I mean, that you know, it's just it's unprecedented. Oh, Twitter would shut down. From how bad would From have to play, and how good would Fields have to play for you to bench or to bench? I mean, I don't know. I mean, hell, I guess you. I guess if you're Nick Saban, maybe you could do that, but. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see that happening anytime soon in Athens. I mean, it took Nick Saban until the national championship game to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know at freaking halftime, right? I don't want to talk about that. Uh, anyway, oh my gosh. So the quarterback situation, not really a thing. We're blessed to have a guy like Justin Fields. He's awesome, but Fromm is the man in the short term, in the time being. Fromm is the man, just like you said, until he's not the man. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's going to take, in my opinion, from losing multiple games with his arm. Right. Making I mean, mistakes with his mind and mistakes with his arm to, to even get fields close to seeing starting playing time. Absolutely. And that's not, that's not Fromm's MO. He's not that kid. No. He's, he's, he's a think first quarterback. That's not going to happen. Is Justin Fields going to get a package? Possibly. Should he, does he deserve one? <laughs> Likely. And that's okay. We that's can live okay. with that. Yeah. We can totally live with all these damn five-star QBs, right? Well, not, not go, you just go for it, go for it. Little Jim Chaney, do whatever you want to do, man. Just go nuts with your number one offense over the next three years. That's right. Future offense. Um, at wide receiver, we got Riley. We got uh, Riley Ridley on one side. We're going to have uh, Terry Godwin on one side. We're going to have <clears throat> a new and improved, heavier, stronger, faster Miko Hardman in the slot, taking over the. Uh, you know, he's just solidifying himself as a weapon, as a really a top three receiver weapon. And Ridley in the natty looked fantastic really seemed to come on and maybe start to be the kind of receiver that we always wanted to be that we thought he could be after watching his big brother play and he really was the guy in the national championship game so are you feeling good at wide receiver riley and godwin hardman i feel real good i mean riley ridley showed up against his brother miko he's going to turn another corner in my opinion, this year he's he has, I think he's got the chance to be maybe the best wide receiver in the SEC this season. He's got all the tools. Ridley is going to have some competition. He's going to have some young guys pushing behind him, and maybe that'll keep him sharp. Yeah, but we've lost that security blanket in Wims, so somebody is going to have to be the man, right? Somebody's got to be the man, and we're going to find out who it is. Wims kind of stepped up and, you know, relatively came out of nowhere last year, you know, for Fromm. Um, what do you expect out of tight end production this year, man? It's going to be interesting with Chaney taking over as tight end coach. Yeah. What I've heard lately is Nada is on record saying, I've learned something since Chaney's taken over. So I think Warner is was interviewed today and he made light of it, but said, you know, he's bringing cookies or donuts or something to Cheney to try to get more balls. I, th I think it'll, if, if they play right, I think it's going to lead to more production out of the tight end spot. I mean, how can you coach them every day and then not give them the opportunity on Saturday? It would be fantastic. Cause I'm telling you, it seems like Cheney ripped out all the damn tight end plays last year. Right. I mean, not a, you know, Nauta being going from being as a freshman being such a favorite of Eason to being like this uh, MIA last year. You know, it would be awesome if uh, Cheney would dial up some tight end plays. I think it's a we have some valuable, dangerous tight ends. But um, and hell, anybody knows bringing Cheney donuts is uh, clearly that's a winning strategy. That kid's got his head on straight. If he's bringing Cheney donuts, that's an awesome plan. He was bringing something for sure. It's cookie, donuts, something. Cookies, he, donuts. He's, thinking, he's on the right track. That's carbs. Sure. Carbs are a winner. Uh, carbs will get you more balls, I'm sure. Uh, we talked about running back. Um, we're good at running back. No problem. We got running backs for days. We still got running backs for days. We're trying to replace the most productive tandem in Georgia history. That's going to be a tall order, but I don't think we're going to be hurting 
for rushing yards. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem. A step back is not like, uh, it's not exactly taking a step back from the most productive tandem you've ever had. There's a lot of room to come back and still be awesome. You know? Yeah. Maybe we'll take a step back. I mean, why shouldn't we replacing Sony and Chubb? But I expect from and the wide receivers to take a step forward. Right. Definitely. From knowing he's the man, spending the winter thinking he's the man, going into spring knowing he's the man, and looking at what he did mentally and, you know, his maturity and his game management, his ball security, I have such high hopes for what Fromm could do this year, man, starting with the – because he's always – he's a kid who's always been the man. I mean, hell, since the Little League World Series, he's a damn step-up, big-game player. I'm excited to see what Fromm does in in year two. I really am. And, hell, it's awesome having a guy like Fields sit in the bench, right? Oh. Hell, it helps me sleep better at night. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, have we ever seen a time where we had a five-star quarterback backing up the five-star quarterback? No shit, right? Now, now let's talk about the, the 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 possible sore spot, the weakness, the problem, right? The defense. Where do you what do you see? How are we going to replace all the production, man? What do you see with returning <clears throat> leadership and new players? Uh, secondary, I see addition by subtraction. Do tell. I think Mark Webb is he's going to be the man this year. I really see Mark Webb going places. Malcolm Parrish could not take us different caliber athlete. Just a, I mean, Mark Webb was a wide receiver, but he played, he played corner in high school as well, but he's going to take us. Like I said, places that Parrish couldn't Parrish just was not qualified for, to give us what we expected from him. Good way. Well said. Well said. You know, we don't like bashing players, and we're not no, no. bashing Parrish. We know he did it, but like you said, he wasn't qualified to deliver exactly the performance we needed. That's a good way to say that. He's going to be opposite DeAndre Baker, returning high production, really great lockdown corner. I'm excited to have Baker back. We're also going to have J.R. Reed back there still. You know, we've got Ledbetter on the line at end. Uh, Patrick back in the fold. If he can keep his nose clean, or rather, his, I guess his lungs clean, whatever he's got to do. If he can stay clean for the season, having Patrick in the middle, because we're replacing all four starting linebackers, man. Ouch, from the championship game. That is, that's a tall order, man. It's you think huge. Mel Tucker's going to be up to it? He's up to it. I, again, DeAndre Walker is going to bring an element that we didn't have last year. I mean, he is a pure pass rusher. We didn't have that last year. Right. Ledbetter on the other side is, you know, Ledbetter is more of a run stop guy. You know what I mean? But, uh, but pass rush, you hope you think you might see that even be improved. You think? Yeah, I think it'll be Carter. Okay. I'm with you, man. I am optimistic. I'm let's go for it. (laughs) What about, um, 
J.R. Reed, you got like the nation's best tackler behind Roquan Smith, the most sure-handed tackler, the one of the best percentages of tackles to miss tackles in the entire country with J.R. Reed. We'd like to say last year, if he touches you, much like Roquan, if either one of those guys touch you, when they get there, that is the end of the play. That is the end of the play, my friend. Absolutely. And I didn't have J.R. Reed penciled in last year. Another year of practice after the season that he – just gave us, he, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, but replacing Roquan's productivity in pass coverage is going to be really, really the difficult thing, man. That We need to find a guy, a linebacker, who can stop the run, play edge to edge, and also cover really effectively from the center of the field on deep, uh, you know, deep center passes. And that, I think, is the tallest order for the defense going into, you know, coming out of spring, going into fall. We're going to have a different identity. Replacing Roquan's impossible. He was a Swiss Army knife of linebackers. I mean, he could do anything we needed him to do. <clears throat> to ask one guy at one position to come in and replace Roquan would be physically impossible. What we're going to have to have, in my opinion, is guys step up at other positions to kind of replace what Roquan gave us. It's a good point. You know, uh, Kirby Smart said, and today, I mean, hell, you're right on. I don't know if you saw the press conference, but Kirby Smart said, linebacker is going to be by committee. He said exactly the same thing you said. No, There's nobody out there that can do what Roquan did, so they all got to do a little bit. They all got to do a little bit more, and they got to replace Roquan's production by committee, right? That's the term he used today. Um, and I hope we have the right committee members. That's what I'm hoping for. I think we've got them. <laughs> Brenton Cox is a true will be a true freshman. He's already on campus. This kid came in, came into Athens, the same size as Lorenzo Carter. I mean, he's 6'5", 250 pounds, and probably has better feet right now. Wow. Well, you know, Lorenzo Carter, we gave him a lot of shit for a long time trying to get him to you know, and he did. He did finally kind of become the player that we always thought he could be. He made big, awesome, season-changing plays. But, um, you know, he w he was not an overnight sensation by any means, right? He yep. had to gut it out for four full seasons to get where he wanted to be. Um, I think you're right. I think the new kids might have more upside and better potential right off the bat. Of course, well, they're we getting to be fair, we said that same shit about uh, about uh, Carter and uh, you know all the other guys. So uh, the way I think about it is, these kids are getting better coaching. Lorenzo got it for a couple years. Simple yeah. as that. Sure, and it, and it worked for him. You saw it come on late in his career. You know. Oh, the light came on for him, and he's always been the athlete it was just getting in the right position and it, he still in my opinion lacked a little bit he didn't close on the quarterback like i'd like a linebacker to do especially with someone as big and fast as lorenzo but he claims in the nfl he's ready to get after the quarterback yeah well that's what we do at georgia besides to play good college ball we also build nfl champions right so uh we have one of the deepest that's really the core of our in of our recruiting 
strategy is turning people into excellent NFL players like Todd Gurley and Alec Ogletree and those kind of guys, you know. Hey, you know, speaking of NFL players coming home, how about Bakari Rambo being back on staff? Our never-ending revolving door of welcoming former players back. Rambo back on campus. That's a big deal. These kids coming in, these recruiting classes, they have a guy that's been in the NFL that played at Georgia. That's I mean, believe it or not, that's only going to help us recruit a little better. Hell yeah. <laughs> like the world's oldest graduate assistant, Kevin Butler, helping with Rodrigo. Rodrigo making damn kicks from across the South Carolina border now, apparently. So, uh, yeah, having those kind of guys back with league experience, talking about their league experience and their allegiance to Georgia, I'm telling you, Kirby Smart, the – Southeastern Conference, Eastern Division, Death Star construction continues, buddy. Kirby's got it figured out. (laughs) (laughs) I saw, be it 10 years with Saban or coaching for dummies, whatever he's done, he needs to keep it from every other coach in the SEC because he's, he's got a plan. He's got a plan, and he's working the plan, baby. I love it. I tell you what, guys, we appreciate you listening. We're going to wrap it up there. Jamie, it's awesome having you on the show, man. I really appreciate the insights, buddy. I'm looking forward to a good spring. We'll do another show. Maybe uh, maybe we do a show before G-Day, or maybe we do a show after G-Day. I don't know. If you guys like the show, though, give us a call at 706-363-0210. And uh, you can email me and Jamie at dogcast at gmail.com. And uh, guys, we love we love your feedback. We love, you know, uh, we love just hearing from you guys what you think about the show and what you think about the dogs. And um, I don't know, man. Jamie, take us out of here. You got anything to close us out with? Just come to G Day. Sit where you want. <laughs> don't listen to McGarity. And let's just let's support our dogs. Kirby Smart and this nineteen recruiting class. That's even going to be better than twenty eighteen. Shut up. I love it, man. Go dogs. 